Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What is up? I have had one of the better uh, weeks in this show, sir. I mean, there was a lot to stream, a lot to catch up on, a lot of fun to be had. This is This will go down as one of the better uh, viewing weeks in our history, I believe. Okay, I like that. I like that. Well, let's start. Let's do just a, a quick overview of what we're going to talk about today. Mm. We have so much. Like you said, there was a lot of viewing to be had oh, uh, yes. this past week. So we're going to try to go through the television shows fairly quickly um, that we saw. We saw uh, there was an episode five of Miss Marvel. There oh, yes. was uh, the season finale of The Boys, season three. And then Only Murders in the Building now had its third episode. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. So we're going to talk about the first three episodes of Only Murders. And then we both had the opportunity to go out to the theater and see Thor Love and Thunder. So we're going to talk about that. And we are going to just bring it all around by giving our full rankings of every single MCU movie. It is on, much like Donkey Kong. I am ready. Because we got a lot to talk about, like I said, let's try to kind of get through our thoughts on the TV that we watched Yes, fairly quickly. We could start with Miss Marvel Episode 5. Uh, here's my thing. We talked last week about how I was kind of uh, working my way back into this, but I wasn't mm-hmm. fully committed. This was not the worst episode, but you know, I'm still, I'm still just not having it. Like it's, you know, it was just all right for me, dog. I mean, did you have some kind of revelatory breakthrough with this um, episode? Not necessarily. Um, I'm still confused about how realms work. Correct. I- did like that they did a full flashback of what happened to the great grandmother and partition and and all yeah, that. It was that a was nice, nice story. to clarify the. It was a nice story. It was almost like a one-off story right. for, for a most episode. of it. A bottle episode. They kind of introduced time travel now, which is like things were already complicated. Now there's an element of time travel in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel it's, about like, oh, it was Miss Marvel who was always the one. Now we're getting into like um Harry Potter, prisoner of Azkaban type time territory. travel, yeah. differing from time travel that we saw in Endgame, where it's like the person who led the the grandmother back to her father with the quote unquote stars. Um was actually uh, Kamala going back in yeah, time and I mean, doing that. And then it's just a cycle idea, of that's always but... happening. Um, similar to how like in Harry Potter, like he was always the one that did the Patronus. He thought it was his right. father coming back from dead, but it was him doing it all along and blah, blah, blah. But um, here's the other thing. It takes away, I thought, from the importance of her family. Because if her family isn't magic, essentially, then it was just yeah. her all along. Then what's the point? I, I guess, I mean, her family is magic because the great-great-grandmother was magic. But it skips you know? a generation. The grandmother, who we all Two liked. generations, I guess. Yeah. 
like well, she maybe got she was too young magic. to know. Maybe she did use it later on because she did have the bangle, but you know, it uh, maybe Listen, she was thin. too young. She was like four years old, so I don't know that she know how to, you know, use that power. I think fairness. they screwed that family. That's how I feel. Well. Either way, um, I guess solid episode. They're starting to they wrapped things up with the clandestines, um, true, and true. now it seems like the the main adversary for the season finale is going to be damage control. Um, I don't know. I would have liked maybe a bigger villain. I don't know if there is a bigger villain that we're missing out on. Um, I'm still waiting to figure out how Captain Marvel is going to make a cameo at this point. I'm sure she will yeah, but i have like, no doubt I, i'm just confused i'm interested to see how they're gonna connect like the most street level character they have in the mcu right now right with to the captain marvel powerful. who wasn't around for the majority of thanos because she was off in at other planets because the whole universe is so important right why she's going to come back for Kamala. Yeah, spent so much you know time I mean? not caring. Um, anyways, we'll, we're going to be going in-depth with, with Miss Marvel uh, for the season finale uh, after the last episode. Uh, so let's talk about The Boys, which just had its season three finale. Um, I will start by saying that I think The Boys is one of the best shows on television. Uh, that is a bold statement. I will agree in as much as it is certainly some of the most unique and gutsy television out there yeah. today. Like it is, I said this when we first started talking about the first season, it is exactly what real life superheroes would be. Yeah. Like they, it would go to their heads. They would abuse their power. Like that is exactly what real life superheroes would mm-hmm. be. Um, having said that, this season, absolutely some of the best the boys that there's ever been. I agree. I agree. And I think too, like there's so much talk and hype up, hyping up and, and of, you know, all the craziness that happens, all the, yeah. the violence and the, the hero debauchery and hero gasm and all of that. But at its base level, there are not a lot of television shows that are doing the story and character work mm. that this show is. Homelander and his entire arc, incredible what they've done from beginning to from season one to now like every character i think they've done such a good job with their development and giving each character meaning and and all of that even characters that i had written off like um uh who's the fast guy oh a train a train even him who i was like really they're gonna do a whole storyline with him now i'm kind of like over him you know Maeve too was someone who I was like yeah I'm kind of over Maeve now and they do a good storyline with her yeah Um, they wrap her up nice yeah I think they've done a a really good job with everybody having said that having said that um I yeah I think they did a really good job with everybody I think they wrapped up things nicely um 
But I did get to the point in this season where I'm like, can we just kill Homelander? Like, can we just be done? He, uh-huh. We get so close every time. Here's, It's tough for me to, because I love superheroes, but it gets to the point where if something's too powerful, why am I watching? Like, what are we doing? Okay. It's And so the fact that there was finally some vulnerability, I was reinvested. But then to get to the end of the season and yeah. to have, you know, spoiler alert, to have Butcher back off and actually defend Homelander. I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, let's kill off Homelander, make the other guy the problem going forward and be done with this. Yeah, I mean, I, but I like where they're going to go with Homelander. Like, OK, now the kid is with Homelander and yes. now he's like... There are so many parallels to like real life oh, politics yeah. going on. It's, it's the only thing I'll say is uh, not to get too political, but at one point Donald Trump said that he could shoot someone in the street and yes. everyone would still love him. And by the end of season three, yep. Homelander lasers a guy's in the face in public. In the face. Every all of the people surrounding him, all his fans. Begin started cheering. cheering it was um, frightening that was a direct that's all direct yeah. but that was a direct um callback oh yeah to that clearly Absolutely. without question yeah. um i think that's a really really interesting place to go especially with the kid alongside him now who needs to be it, it, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of hook Oh yeah, going to right with when the Pan's kid son. is going with the bad guy, yep. but the the kid's so young and has such daddy issues with Peter Pan slash yeah. with Bush Butcher that he's almost he's now going with Hook slash I like that. I like that. Homelander. That's what the I feel like there's a, a, a parallel there. Um that's what it reminds me of. I dig it. But I, I do it. like too, like you said. I, I know we didn't get Homelander's death, obviously, but we f- do finally have a sense that, okay, he is vulnerable at least. Like, the only reason why he didn't die was circumstance. It wasn't because it couldn't be done. Right. Circumstance, not because it couldn't be done. Uh, fine, I'm willing to, like, go with that, but let's accomplish it. Like, let's get there, y'all. Yep. Um. But damn good stuff. I mean, uh, Hero Gasm was season four is going to be crazy. Out of control. Hero Gasm was out of control. Uh, weirdly enough, though, that episode was not as yeah. insane as it could have been. As so, like, I think there were like the most insane things from other episodes were more insane than anything that happened in Hero Gasm. I concur. I do. Um. All right. Let's let's uh. Go into only murders. Only Chris, I did not think I could love Martin Short anymore, but he he has had some of the best, the funniest lines. We can talk about the plot if you want, but the best the plot line, isn't really what matters, right? Yeah, he has this line where. Uh, Bunny, the character Bunny is killed, 
mm-hmm. and they go into her apartment to like snoop around and they find this elevator and uh well, who's the girl i keep forgetting her name selena gomez selena gomez selena gomez is like oh my god where does the elevator go and he's like hell <laughs> no no he says he's like does she, she has her own elevator where does it go hell the way he delivers that line is i laughed out loud for five minutes and then watching in the latest episode episode three watching martin short and steve martin attempt to do better impressions of bunny to her parrot yep was i think the best television that was on last week (laughs) it it's it's so funny like the show is just so fun and it is good for the entire family like there's some raunch in there but even the like the murder scenes are not gruesome yep the the humor uh is a little blue but not totally inappropriate and i'm like this is this is tv this is good i would watch this with my whole family and revel in it yeah i mean me and my wife we we watch together every week Mm. um i think like the and we talk about him a lot obviously in relation to the show but what sticks out to me is how like how they found a, a what shouldn't have been a secret formula but apparently was a secret formula for how to use martin short oh yeah because he really wasn't in a lot before this mm-hmm. and it's like you know obviously he was earlier on in his career but he was kind of like off the map for a little bit until he came back with this and um i i think they've found a good balance where he's a co-star so he's not overwhelming right right he's also not just the sidekick where he's kind of in the background like a like a father of the bride situation where he's tremendous but we could get a little bit more from him than just point. that. Like he, he's a side character. And um, they found a really good balance with him because I'm sure he could, he be, could be too much. He could yeah. be overwhelming um, when he's the main focus, but he's very well balanced out by Steve Martin and even by Selena Gomez. Yeah. I see. I like that. I think you're right. It's, it was the balance. Like they needed to, they needed to figure out, how not to overwhelm the crowd with him. And, and yeah. they definitely nailed it. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's so good. He makes me laugh every week. constantly, every single week. He makes me laugh. Um, oh, a bird just flew into my window. Um, I mean, I don't know what more to say. Like the plot is the plot. Like they're, they're suspects. Yes. There's now. another murder. There's, there's another murder. They're trying to solve it so that they're not suspects anymore. Um, it's a fun show. If you're not watching it yet, um, definitely, definitely start watching it. It's, it's also really nice. Good. Uh, it's also a nice touch that um, some some more stars like the first season so much and want to work with Steve Martin and Martin Short, yes. Selena Gomez, that they're popping up. Like you got Absolutely. what's her name, Schumer. Yep. Tina Fey came back. Looks like she's got a big bit of a stronger role. Yep. Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I agree. Um, all right, let's give the people what they want. Give this the is what this they is want. what they came here for. Oh yes, we saw Thor: Love and Thunder. Love um, and Thunder. 
if you haven't watched Thor Love and Thunder yet, save this podcast for another week because yes. we are going to do full, Heavy full spoiler. spoilers. Um, I have a whole like rant in my head that I've been <laughs> going over about this movie. But Neil, I'm going to let you start. Uh, okay. What were your overall overall thoughts and feelings my all right i went into this movie with the knowledge that you told me last week of kevin feige having said we are about to get a big hint at who the next main threat is going to be right okay so now my eyes were open okay and i'm going to cut right to what i think it is and then um and then we can talk about the movie i won't bury the lead loved 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 this movie when i tell you when those goats showed up the screaming goats which which are in the comics and in real norse mythology that thor rides around on i laughed every single time they did that joke with the with the goats screaming i i i don't know why i found it so appealing so funny but and and at the end I was like, are they going to beat this to death? But every time they did it, I laughed out loud. Um, all right. I noticed in Omnipotent City what I thought were some celestials. And then yes. you, got, you got universe. You know, eternity. Eternity, rather. You got eternity. And, I mean, to me, I'm thinking the next threat has to be cosmic. If it's not galactus i don't know where they're going but i definitely spotted celestials like yeah they were 1000 you know, celestials, celestials at, there. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, omnipotent city omnipotent and city and in the uh in the like center of the universe in the cavern on the way to the the on the way yes, to sir, the eternity of the eternals of the eternals yeah um but that's my that's what i think that's where we're going having said that this movie, I think, was pitch perfect. Yeah, here, here's my thing. I thoroughly enjoyed myself as well. Um, I, I have my like. Th- people have been grinding my gears okay. when it comes to this movie. The fact that it's a sixty-eight percent, yes, on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is like the third or fourth worst rated Marvel movie Which on is Rotten outrageous. Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten to a point where the expectations have been set so high now for all of these movies where yeah. everyone expects it to be this huge universe, um, universally important movie that has impacts across the MCU every like not every single MCU movie can be Endgame. not Correct. every single MCU movie can be no way home like as a matter of fact there's only I don't know three or four out of 29 MCU movies that are actually like really like that that are hugely impactful yeah that, in that, that way Thor Ragnarok was its own uh its own separate story just like this it wasn't like a full-on you know large impact for the rest of the mcu type movie um i feel like most mcu movies aren't that 
but we've gotten to the point now where everyone it needs to be everyone needs it to be oh what like how is it connecting to the rest of the mcu how is it connecting instead of just like let's enjoy what we're watching and have some fun people were talking about how this wasn't a serious enough movie it was too much jokes too many jokes that was like oh you could never no moment was serious because of all the jokes first of all there was plenty of times where there weren't jokes and things that's right tense um and the people are going way overboard in their um estimation of how jokey the movie was it was definitely funny it was definitely um had a lot of comedic elements but to act like that was all it was i think is disingenuous it's not at all accurate to to what we were actually getting and it's to it's to not understand the fandom and the fan base and and the thing is we talked about this too where I was like, I felt like I was aging out of uh, Miss Marvel. But while they have to make these movies essentially for me and you, they also have to make these movies for kids. Yeah. Like, don't forget, that's who the audience is. Like, that's who reads comics. Other than now, it's coming back into vogue and it's an adult thing and everything else. But like every comic, this is the way Stan Lee used to write. Every comic book was somebody's first comic book. Yep. You know, so you have to be able to jump in. And every movie might be somebody's first movie. So I like, I mean, and if this was a first movie, I think they did a good job of explaining the history. They moved it forward. It could stand alone as a, I'm going to just join in right here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with your assessment of that. Also, I mean, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the seriousness. Uh, Spoilers, again, everybody knows that. Jane Foster... And again, it was really low-hanging fruit, but I ju- it just tickled me. Maybe because my sense of humor is horrible. But all of the Jane Fonda, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, yeah, like, those were great. It was great. Yep. So yep. I that loved it. Me, those made me laugh. Yeah. Um, there, I, I, there's one moment that I wonder if you caught that made me laugh the hardest. Okay. It wasn't even a, a, a line that was spoken. <laughs> wasn't a line that was spoken? I wonder was if it? you... It was when... Russell Crowe, who plays Zeus, when he comes down the comes steps, down and lifts the up steps and he lifts yes, up his skirt. Oh that man, killed me. That was yes. so so uh, funny. Absolutely, it was. You're right. That was amazing. Wait. So all right. So this let's because then we have to talk about Russell Crowe. But let's talk about the serious stuff. Yes, <laughs> the seriousness of Jane Foster um, having cancer. Yeah. Okay, and then like going to new Asgard, seeking out, feeling drawn to the hammer and then the hammer turning her into Thor, which is fine. You know, like she's turned into Thor, but when she does that, you know, she's not Asgardian. So she's not Thor all the time. Yep. And that physicality of, you know, when she's herself again, the cancer is still eating her away and using the Thor power is draining her human system. Um, that made sense to me, but that was deep, man. And then when they have that moment in the hospital where he's like, don't do this, you know, if there's any, yeah. if there's even a chance for you to survive, that's what you have to do. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I, and I think too, like there, um, cause I went to go see this with my wife. And one of the things mm. that she said was, Oh, that was like, I feel like not a lot happened. 
And it's like, I think that's fair to say, like, plot wise, this is a very simple movie, right? Where it's like, there's a guy who's going out killing gods. He he kidnaps children of Asgard and they have to go rescue the children. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry. But when you really dive deeper into, and we talk about a lot here, or I talk about a lot, it's character, right? Everything Mm. going on with each of the characters. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. Like you said, with um, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster, um, everything she's going through with her cancer and the complication of her, Mm. you know, using the hammer and the hammer is going to weaken her ability to fight her cancer, but it's going to help her save the world and save children uh you have thor and you know it's been very consistent that he's always Mm -hmm. loved jane foster and regretted how things ended that is 100 true and that is something that he's finally facing in this movie that's his big um that's kind of the the big thing that he is up against is you know how to cope with losing her and how to even get her back and reconcile that relationship and then you have gore the god butcher who has uh, just an incredible motivation for his villainy which yes. is he feels forsaken by the gods because the god that he he prayed to just left him hanging his daughter dies and when he finally meets the god the gods just you know treats him as he thinks of him as like some sort of pest and now he goes out on his mission to kill all of the gods um and the ending as well that we got made sense to me because i was kind of thinking oh if he gets a wish from eternity why doesn't he just wish for his daughter to come back um so when he finally makes that connection and you know sees how thor cares so much for someone who all other gods would see as beneath them Right. Right. He kind of it finally clicks in his head like. Which is bring her back and I know. Yeah. There's going to be someone to take care of her because I know I'm going. I was glad it worked out that way because for a second I thought he was going to kill Gore, get the um, wish himself and then wish for Jane Foster to be okay again. Yeah. Which. I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I also thought for a second maybe Gore was going to wish. I don't know. But I'm glad it worked out the way it did because, again, there's stakes. There's loss. There's, like, emotional growth. So for Thor to just get Jane back, I thought, would have been a mistake. So I think yeah. they handled it well, which is another reason why I agree with your your argument that people are – you know, poo-pooing this needlessly, this movie had emotion. Uh, it had a through line. It had stakes. It stayed within the the agreed-upon science. Like, we're getting confused with Miss Marvel. Like, there's time travel. There's bangles. There's this. There's that. There's dimensions. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder did not alter any of our agreed-upon understanding of how things worked. Oh, and and for something that's being panned as, you know, 
I don't know, just like very surface level, like mm-hmm. something that's like oh, oh, almost like a waste. This had a lot of depth to it and yes. emotional depth. Like, again, like my wife was like, oh, I'm not sure how much I like that movie. And I was like, well, you cried through the last 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> I think you, you might have liked yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like I, it, yeah. it did something because you, you know, it brought out some sort of emotion because and effectively right with, with the way that it ends um and you know people talking about the one post credit scene where natalie portman is in arrives in valhalla and saying oh that makes her her death meaningless and blah blah i was like no the, Not one, this is how comics work right and two that didn't mean that like no one like you guys just weren't crying because you thought she was coming back in the moment Correct. you didn't so right. and I still don't think that means she's coming back. Like, what are they going to do with that? You know what I mean? Well, no, like was Jane Foster Thor that impactful that everyone's like clamoring for her to come back to life? No, no. Also, also, uh, I, here's the thing that I was like at the end when they put her in the Valhalla. I'm like, so so she goes to Viking heaven. But what about like all her relatives and the past yeah. and her human like American uh, family. So that went through my mind, but no, that didn't bother me at all. Uh, The let's talk about Gore for a minute. Gore, the God killer, God butcher. Yep. Um, I enjoyed his performance. I I think you always get a good performance out of Christian Bale. Um, What is interesting is they had to change the way he gets his powers because in the comics he gets his powers through the symbiote, like Venom so and Carnage. They do. I think what they did with that is they left the opening ambiguous. Uh, essentially, what they did is they left it ambiguous. Yeah. But the way it, they just didn't explain it, but right. it did seem like the the sword was a symbiote. Right. And it was um, eating away so at his they like, left innards. they left that door open for if they want to go that route and they want to yeah. introduce a character like Null, who has been a, he's like the the Lord of the Symbiotes and has been a big villain in the MCU mm-hmm. over the last five ish years. Um, they left that door open to be able to do that um, in coordination with Sony, obviously. Um, but if I had one complaint about this movie, because it's not a perfect movie, no. I just like I enjoyed it, and I'm kind of, you know, coming up against the people who yeah. are like being too critical of it. Um, is I would have liked more Christian Bale and more Gore the the God Busher. I feel like we really didn't get that yes. much of him. We maybe got I don't know. 20 total minutes of screen time from gore maybe 30 like i felt like we could have done more with him because i loved everything christian bale was doing i thought he was great especially when he's like telling the story to the kids kids. and then when he has has thor and jane foster and valkyrie trapped and what he's doing there and and the way he's talking to them and kind of trying to mentally manipulate them yes um i thought he was doing excellent excellent work and um i wish we just got more we got to see him more he is definitely you know near the top of the heap villains wise like yeah, and i don't think people are going to see it that way either no. but for me i feel like he was one of the better mcu villains that we've got correct 
again, because there was stakes, like there was a real loss. There was a real drive. There was an understandable mission for, yes. for the villain. The, the, the best villains are always the one that you almost empathize with that you almost empathize with where you can understand yeah. why they're doing what they're doing. Even if you disagree mm-hmm. with what they're doing and the way they're going about it, Correct. you understand it. And two, the fact that they think that they're the good guys. Right. And, and that was apparent in this. Now that leads us to our discussion of Russell Crowe because he Gore, the God butcher, Christian Bale feels he's the good guy. And we kind of agree with him because when Thor goes to omnipotent city and sees all the other gods, they they're all terrible, stuck. terrible yeah. people. <laughs> now how let's talk about a quick throwaway line though. I don't know if you caught this talking about all the gods they're walking in. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, it's the God such and such. Oh, it's the rock God. Oh, it's, a, Oh, it's the, did you catch? There's like a real God in there. Uh, what did who? The God, it, she mentions Valkyrie. She's like, oh, that's the God of carpentry. Oh yeah, that's it's Jesus. Yeah, it had to be right? Jesus, right? Yeah, it had to yeah. be Jesus. So I thought, like, when she said that, I I felt like I was the only one in the theater that caught it because I everybody that, moved no, on. I did, I did catch okay. that too. I just wasn't sure who you were. Yeah going like, with because they do oh, mention like real uh, not real gods but, but gods know, from mythology from history, as well yeah. from egyptian mythology yes. aztec gods, aztec like, gods. like that yeah but i so did I, I did catch that as well yeah i was like that's awesome so i thought it was awesome i thought it was cool omnipotent city amazing um again when they crash out of omnipotent city you see the head of a celestial yes. peeking through yes, so this is like we're, we'll get there Russell Crowe was everything I so wanted. Good. I and for a second, the I little was prance like, down the steps oh, still is just like bringing tears. It, it makes me and, laugh. And I was feeling odd because I was like, "Man, Russell Crowe is like letting himself go. He's is he gonna be like? What is this gonna be?" And then a, a part of me was like, "I want a." Part of me was like, I want a serious Zeus, like I want a cool Zeus, like a uh, Anthony Hopkins um, Odin. And then I realized sh- shortly after listening to Russell Crowe do his, his acting Greek job accent. And yes, yeah. I realized I didn't want any of that. I wanted everything. He you was wanted doing. this. Yes. Yes. This yep. is what I re- what I wanted. They yep. gave me what I didn't realize I wanted. Totally. Totally. He um, was. Yeah, awesome. I thought he was. I thought he was so good. Yeah. Um, and he was really funny. And he's going to be like, you know, he's definitely going to be quirky and humorous, but he seems like he's they're setting him up to be a good villain for for Thor. Yes. Um, that's and I I'm I haven't really um, like read this section of the comics, but I do believe Hercules. Spoiler alert, who's mm. being played by. Yes. Um, is it Ben Goldstein? I think so. From that name? show, from Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, uh, which yes. uh, great pick I, for Hercules. Um, I believe in the comic books, they start as adversaries. I believe that's um, correct. So this makes sense that this is the road they're going down, um, and I'm all for it. And uh, and and like, I like that they 
still like I like how they ended it with Thor. He's now a dad. Yeah, that was cool. Like that. Was, maybe agree. it's because I'm a dad now too, and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, but like, you know, I thought that was really cool that they did that. That's like, you know, he's losing his 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 love. Yeah, the love of his life, but he's gaining an, a a new one and able to take care of someone else. And you know, Gore gets his happy ending despite of all the the carnage that he creates. Um, you know, he. He, he gets that happy ending as well yeah. because he knows that his daughter is going to be taken care of and loved. I, yes, I think it was very, very well done. I like, you know, the love and thunder call together, call back. Yep. Um, not sure exactly why she has godlike powers, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let's see, let's see, let's see. So now essentially, Thor, it goes back to uh, Mjolnir using the hammer. Yes, again. yes. All right, so that's nice. Kind of a circle back. Stormbreaker you know. has broke, is gone now, it seems. And well, no, Stormbreaker is... Uh, oh, yeah, that's her, right. Stormbreaker is... the it. Yes, yes. No, you're, Which, you're right. Yeah, it's all good. It. Zeus <laughs> at the end getting serious, looking like setting up a villain for Thor. I dig it. I like the introduction of the gods. I thought that was you know useful i was surprised when at first i thought they killed zeus i was like that can't be now he's back yeah i was surprised too um and i was surprised when he came back i was like oh i was like all right um i thought it was just gonna be i kind of felt like they were gonna introduce hercules at the Mm -hmm. end i had heard rumors about um who was cast and that he would be in it um but i was surprised when zeus survived um yes uh, you know survived that um, but I will say, just going back to your, your point of them, you know, Kevin Feige giving the answer of who the big bad is and everything like that. Yes. I actually don't think it's, it's this movie, although I'm sure you're, that he has said he's been leaving breadcrumbs. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, is? Marvel is doing a huge panel okay. at San Diego Comic-Con. I think that is when we're going to get a lot more of a clearer picture of what's going on. I think that's where it's going to gonna hit us. And they're going to do drop a bunch of reveals because like people have just been whining about it for so long that I think Constantly. he's just like, all right, fine here. All right, fine. Cause I, we, yeah, I want to know, like, I want to know what we're up against. What are we, well, what are we dealing with? We're definitely going to be talking about that, uh, that, uh, San Diego comic-con and all the reveals there, uh, after Feige is there to present, um, I don't know anything more to say about Thor love and thunder. Do you want no, to get it into was, our rankings? Let's get into the rankings. I would leave Thor love and thunder this way. Uh, I have gone to, the last two Thor movies and come out like thoroughly satisfied and happy. Like I had an adventure. What, what a glow up from Thor movies. Oh yes. You know, they just doing a great job. Um, All right. We have ranked each individually, all 29 MCU films. That is correct. Um, I know you. Yours is is much more of a traditional list. Mm. Um, I'm a crazy person and just have 
a thing where I keep my rankings and I just add to it. It's and I, I have a whole system of how I do it. Add it's, and change it's and tiered by you know because at first I'll, what I'll, here's what I'll do. Let me give a breakdown. So I rate the movie like I normally would, uh, five star rating, right? Yes. And then based on that rating, that's the tier. So there's the two star tier, the two and a half star, three star, blah, blah, blah. And then within that, the movie gets ranked. So we'll kind of get a clearer picture as, as we go on. Yeah. Um, we will start with the bottom of the list and work our way um, down. Movie number 29. This is in the bottom tier for me, obviously. Um, I think the worst MCU movie is really still two stars. Okay. Out of five for me. Right. Not, not the worst it could be. And what is the worst film in the MCU? The worst film to me is actually a Thor movie, Thor the Dark World. Wow. Very interesting. I place it near the bottom as well, but it is not my it is not my most disliked film. Okay. Yeah. I know which which one it is. <laughs> my my 29th least rated film because I feel like it accomplished nothing. Yeah. Is Captain Marvel. Yeah. I just they well, farted out that movie in order to have Captain Marvel show up in Endgame. Yep. And it felt disingenuous. It felt forced. And it literally like did not. If you want a strong female character, don't just do this for the sake of doing it. Like actually give the strong female characters you have already something to do. I think that is a, uh, a fair criticism of that film, but is not my least favorite film in the MCU. And it might not show up for a little bit, not too, wow. too far, but there are some, some movies that I find lower. Thor the Dark World, for me, the reason why it's the, to me, the most incoherent um, MCU movie. Uh, I, I won't it's argue. Just, the point, and you, yeah. I, I, I'm sure there's much of it that you it's don't even remember because what's the last time that anyone's watched that? I have movie? not done a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, number 28 for you. 28 for me is actually, and, and though I enjoyed <clears throat> it um, at the time, I look back on it with regret, and that's The Incredible Hulk. Okay, that is 28 for me as well. No kidding, is it really? Yeah, yep, that is number 28 for me as well. That is still yep. on that uh, two-star tier level for me. Right. Um, I, yeah, it's just, again, not, not good. No, not, not good. Not good at all. Um, <laughs> saw what they were trying to do, but not good. Number 27 for me, third from the bottom. Okay is actually Thor 2, The Dark World, where he's fighting the snow okay. and the whatever Fair. it yep. is. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I, didn't, I didn't put it last because, uh, again, like, for example, Incredible Hulk, uh, Ed Norton. I like Ed Norton. I think he's a good actor. Unappealing. Um, okay. What's her name in Captain Marvel? Brie Larson? 
like I, I felt like I was watching paint dry. She just does not, she has no charisma in that. I, and I've said this before, I think when she guest starred in Community, she was incredibly charismatic and an interesting yeah. character, loved her. So, but the reason I didn't put Thor 2 at the bottom is Chris Hemsworth cannot help but be charismatic and fun to watch. He can't okay. help. Can't yeah. help. So, that's fine. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, d- definitely. You can at least tell in that movie that he is just like itching to do more with the character. Yes. You know, he wants to be able to like. He can't out. wait to get There's, to where he's going. He, yeah, he can't wait to have some good material to use yeah. because he knows he can do it. Um, number twenty-seven for me is actually the first Thor. Ooh. Well, I don't put that anywhere near there. Now that we are a tier above now, this is a two and a half stars for me. Two and a half for me is literally like, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie. It's like, fine, I saw this, but I'm not like going out of my way to watch it again. Um, What Thor does good is Loki. Everything about Loki in, in yeah. the first Thor is very, very good. Um, and obviously you could see where the, mm. the seed was planted for Loki to be one of the best villains that we've got. Right. Um, everything else sucks. Like <laughs> Thor is not a good movie. I, all right. Well, I, when, when we get to where I place Thor, I'm going to refute that argument. And, and okay. because of its placement on my list, it denotes the, the change in the films. Like, that's my tier. Okay. Well, so, we, we will we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, number yes. 26 for you. Was actually Iron Man 3. Okay. Now, okay. Iron Man 2 sucks worse than Iron Man 3. But Iron Man 3 was essentially not Iron Man. Like, he spent so much time outside of that suit. Yeah. And just having his like emotional problems and everything else. And then for what's her name, goop to get powers and go through her stuff. It was like, it was just a hot mess. It was a hot mess. And I felt yeah. like they, they made that movie because everybody loved Robert Downey Jr. They didn't realize yet that he is the thread that's going to tie everything together for their overall uh, movie madness that he can drop in and out of different films. So I, I disliked it. I don't think it did anything for the story. Okay. Um, number 26 for me what is Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow. Another two and a half star movie for me. Um, Incredibly low. I think on your it's list. a movie that's almost solely dedicated to uh, set up what's coming for the mm-hmm. MCU. Um, I think it's a waste of an all time comic book villain, um, Ultron. Yes. Um, the, who I think, you know, the movie version is played brilliantly by, um, James Spader, James Spader, but there, there isn't enough for him to work with. And there's so many plot holes in that movie. Um, that is, uh, number 26 for wow. Well, I haven't ranked much higher. Uh, 25 for me is Shang-Chi. Wow. You have yes. that ranked very low. I have it ranked very low because, Chris, it is another one that accomplishes very little in the grand scheme. Uh, I did not rank it near the bottom 
because well mm-hmm. i i put it in the bottom five essentially okay but uh it it's new it's different it's doing something different so i gave it credit and i moved it up to fifth from the bottom but it essentially like it i if if it never happened it doesn't impact my my watching of of the marvel universe you know i like i said i i didn't put it last because okay. inherently i don't think there's as many faults with the film as there are with the the four i put above it but i felt it was unnecessary overall like i don't need it in my life so i put it at 25 how about you um i have captain marvel this is where captain marvel shows up i am now on my three star tier so you gave captain marvel three stars stars yes very interesting and this is this is a rewatch that i've done within the last year um, my mm. MCU rewatch. Right, it's an updated uh, ranking. Yes, so this is this is up to date for myself. Um, they, without a doubt, shoehorn their women empowerment messaging. Oh, um, 100%. which is a tough thing for us to talk about because then I feel like I'm mansplaining how you should have done <laughs> your woman empowerment messaging. Um, yes, but other than that, like I did think this was an enjoyable movie. Um, I. I don't dislike Brie Larson. I thought that she was actually charming in the movie, her character. Um, I like when she was, you know, kind of like talking crap to the people that she's fighting with. Like, I enjoyed that. I love Samuel L. Jackson and like that he got to be, you know, in the the entire movie uh, doing what he was doing. So I liked that as well. Um, Obviously, you know, there's, there's 29 mcu films and this is only 25 for me so it's not like this is way high up on my list um but it's i would not say that this was a bad movie um this was a movie that i at least i had an enjoyable time um more than i remembered the first time i had seen it there is only one redeeming quality about this film and that is no no that is the oh. train sequence where Stanley makes his cameo and he is reading the Mall Rats script. Okay. It takes place at circa 1994, I believe. It's um, the only redeeming quality written by Kevin Smith, Jersey Represent. Okay, let's go to 24. My 24. And here's where I get a tier shift. Okay. Okay. Um, we, we tier upwards. I'm out of the bottom five. Yep. Okay. So this is where now, uh, essentially, everything from here on is a film I enjoyed thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Or well, I should say I enjoyed. And I, I couldn't bring myself to put it any lower than, than 25. Um, Eternals is number 24 for me. Okay, cool. I enjoyed Eternals. I felt like if they're willing to lean in, I felt like it really moved the overall Marvel story forward and they should go that way. I think Eternals slash the Celestials would be a great way to go for the overall Marvel universe. Yep. So it, it saddened me uh, that this did not do as well as I think it should have. Okay. But I can see why. And that's why it's number 24. Okay. Yeah. Um. Number 24 for me is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Interesting. Um, again, this is, we're on the we're on the t- tier three star tier level for me. There's a couple mm. more on this level. 
there's actually a lot more that are just like i think every mcu movie is good apparently um but yeah ant-man and the wasp for me is here um uh, it has all the charm and more of the the first ant-man movie um but it does suffer from a serious seriously lackluster villain the villain just is not like yeah and the mcu has had villain problems throughout 100 but this was probably like up there and one of the biggest problems they've had with the movie villain um so that is why it's lower on on my list you know yeah but still, you know, still enjoyed it. Well, uh, 23 for you. And here's where I feel the hate mail about to stream it. Okay. At number 23, I put Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Wow. Yes. Really? I did. And, and I mean, I have Captain America and the Winter Soldier lower than I think a lot of pe- other people yeah. would, but definitely not that as low, low as, as you put it. That is surprising. I felt it was such a departure <sighs> from Captain America, like the first movie. And I get like they had to do certain things and it's, it forwarded the story and it gave us uh, Bucky Barnes back and all that. But it was a tonal shift that I did not care for. And I think it was a misuse of characters. And so I put it at 23. I didn't put it below that because, again, good movie. And it it is something I would watch again. But it's not, uh, you know, it's just 23, dog. Wow. Yeah. Um, 23 for me is... What? Iron Man 2. Um, that is funny. Which, as I'm saying that, I'm kind of like, how did you put Iron yeah. Man 2 above Captain America Winter Soldier? Um, uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll say this. I, um, I, this movie gets panned a lot by people. Yes. I do not think it's nearly as bad as people say it is. Right. Um, I obviously love tony stark and and what robert downey jr does but um and i'm blanking on his name but army oh, hammer the guy yeah. who plays army hammer right uh well not army no no hammer, hammer no that's hammer, the actor yeah right the hammer industry sam rockwell. something sam rockwell plays yes uh justin hammer that's justin hammer. army hammer is the actor yes. who's got issues um no the guy yes yes um Sam Rockwell playing Justin Hammer is so good. Oh, and I want him back in the MCU. Um, I, I desperately want him back. So much fun. Um, just from his performance alone, like that. Chris, you know, I can't make this a bottom tier. It is, so. it is funny. It is funny uh, that you put it where you did because 22 for me is Iron Man. Okay, 2. so talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Um, I put. Iron Man 2 above Captain America Winter Soldier because I felt Iron Man 2 was a more contained, coherent story, and you could jump right into Iron Man 2. Okay. If you haven't seen anything else, you can jump into Iron Man 2. I feel it gets panned more than it should. Um, mm-hmm. I have a soft spot in my heart for Mickey Rourke 
who plays the villain. Yes, I thought he did, you know, he was doing some weird Serviceable. stuff, but yeah. fine. But he was given an odd character. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and Sam Rockwell is the reason I think, like, I, he just was more appealing to me than the characters in Iron yeah. Man, in, in Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, that's, that's how I feel about Iron Man 2. Very Not fair. as bad. Yep. What is um, your 21, sir? So this or is your 22. Probably- yeah, this is probably going to be my controversial uh, opinion Ooh. here. Um, I have Captain America, the first Avenger. Wow. At 22? At 22. What is why? What happened? Who hurt you? I feel while I still enjoy the movie um, and it's, uh, you know, it's one of the more devastating <laughs> And, and emotional endings to a Marvel movie Agreed. Um, that we've gotten. Um, but that's, of course, until we're right back at present day a minute later and, and Captain America's alive. Um, I just, like, it's just, you know, it's not mm-hmm. as great as I feel like everyone puts this as a top tier. Like, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill superhero flick like there's a war movie war yeah. movie slash superhero flick there's nothing that they're really doing that's like wow. groundbreaking in, wow. in this in this movie I, and, I i will explain later when i get to it why you're wrong okay but, uh, you know that's, it's just that's, it's just how, to me dog how dare you how dare you um that's all i have to say at this moment <clears throat> My number 21, sir, is actually Ant-Man and the Wasp for all the reasons you state. Uh, I enjoyed it because I think, again, um, uh, Paul Rudd's charismatic and interesting. So he gets a cut above the movies that came before it on my list, Mm -hmm. but really lackluster villain. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, My 21, and now we are up another tier. We're in the three and a half star tier and there are a lot of movies that i have in this tier um eternals ah eternals is 21 for me and you know i i thought that it was an enjoyable movie i i yeah i liked it definitely not perfect but um really fun enjoyable movie and you kind of you you talked about it already so we're kind of getting some overlap now i like it the stuff we've talked about so that's fine let's uh let's just keep it moving well so i have a new movie New movie for number 20. <laughs> haven't talked about it yet. Uh, and and again, we're tearing up a little. Uh, Black Widow. Okay. Because we've entered into now um, this realm of uh, the top 20 uh, Marvel movies. And Black Widow was a great adventure. And frankly, I think it was a better um, female character-driven movie than the captain marvel movie which was entirely designed for that purpose yeah like they just did a better job having this character that we know and love just be that character yeah so that's why i dug it um we will get to black widow shortly for me um for me my number 20 is iron man 3 iron man 3 all right why but why i I enjoy iron man 3 i don't have a problem with with him not being in the suit Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of it, I liked the story. I liked um, kind of wh- what they were doing with it. I didn't mind the what they did with the Mandarin. Um, I just, yeah, I, I did. 
like I, I, I was just, I was, I was fine with all of it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I thought it was more enjoyable than, than people gave it credit. Wait, like you said with um, the what do you call a waste of a great comic book villain? Uh, I thought it was just a waste of the Mandarin. Like how? Yeah, but great... then they brought him back, and you didn't like it. Yeah, because you know they had. He they was had actually, and then going. Trevor, who was pretend Mandalorian, yeah. was actually the best, one of the best parts of Shang Chi. But fair enough. <clears throat> At number nineteen, sir. Okay. And here's where I do the well. No, I'm I'm lying to you again. Um, yeah, you know what? Here's where I do the changeover. Where I think we've entered a new realm. At number nineteen, firmly in the top twenty, I put Thor number one. Okay. okay. And the reason I put Thor number one there is, I liked the introduction to Norse mythology. I liked the way they handled it. Kenneth Branagh directed it. He said he felt like it was a story like Hamlet. You know, it was like a Shakespearean thing. I dug that. I think it did the most to set the stage for everything that would come after it. Okay. And I dug it. I dug it, man. It's seeing the throne room, seeing this, like it just had so much. It was rich in mythology and everything. I, I dug it. Thor was good. Um, mine is Ant-Man. Oh, see, we are very close again. I'm going to jump the gun because my yeah, 18 is Ant-Man. Hmm. Yes. That was my 18 because I feel like Ant-Man, again, Paul Rudd's amazing. It was a great story and it was a really human drama. I dug it. Really human story. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I second all of that. Um, you know, the listen, are the Ant-Man movies particularly groundbreaking? No. no. Are they, um, do they have incredible villains? No, but Paul Rudd is really, you know, the driving yeah. force and he's doing a great job and, and they're, they're fun, fun movies or comedies and uh, yeah. we enjoy them. Top, top, uh, top 20 top for marks. me. What is your 18? So my 18 then is uh, Black Widow. Ah, okay. All right. Black right Widow in the same realm. Yeah. We're, we're in the same area. Uh, again, not going to go into depth on yeah. Black Widow because you already did. So give me your 17. My 17 is Doctor Strange. Would you look at that? So is mine. Is it really? Yeah. I, you yeah. explain why. Um, Doctor Strange, very solid movie. Yeah. But now we're starting to like while I do have a lot more movies on in this tier, right? Mm. But we're starting to get into like, oh, these movies are actually getting really good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's and Doctor Strange is there for me. Um, you know. And I, for its first foray into Marvel magic, I thought it was excellent. Absolutely. It and nailed it. Benedict Cumberbatch doing a good job. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Um so give me 16. My 16 is actually Ultron, Age of Ultron. I put it higher than you did. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you did. Maybe you it's because of my love of Spader. I don't know. Uh, I enjoy him. But I, I, I also think, and I, I rank higher the team efforts, the ensemble team movies, because it's just like they're true adventure flicks. So that's mm -hmm. why I go Ultron at 16. Okay. How about you? Uh, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Volume 2 at number 16. A movie that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, it's, a, it's a fun movie. And 
you know, a good story, a nice uh, yes. fatherhood story, the daddy issues with, uh, with uh, Star-Lord and, and Ego, the living planet. Um, but I enjoy it, and you apparently enjoy it more because you have it ranked I higher. do enjoy it more because I have it ranked higher. My 15 is Black Panther. Okay. Wow. Yes. You, yours is much more controversial than mine is. Uh, yes. Right now. I, I would agree with that assessment. I put Black Panther at number 15 because while it is an excellent film, I'm taking nothing away from it and it does different things. And it's, it's, you know, I always give credit to movies that kind of excel at going in a different direction uh, or trying something or introducing something new. It, Essentially, you know, like it was good and I would revisit it, but I don't know that it was groundbreaking. I don't know that it was something that like was indispensable to the rest of the Marvel universe. Well, we will talk about uh, Black Panther again once I get to it in in, in my rankings. Yeah. But, um I can, as a preview, I can say I disagree. <laughs> Fair um, enough. All right. So my number 15 is, and I just got to make sure that I have, uh, I'm actually in the right spot and about to say the correct, um, the Good. correct movie. I, I just, mentioned guardians of the galaxy right so Correct. that would mean that i am at dr strange in the multiverse of madness at number 15 at number 15 multiverse of madness uh again we're fun movie yes um high expectations for it which i think is what made people dislike it more than they should have <laughs> um there were but high expectations. I enjoyed myself. I thought it was really good. I liked the introduction of America Chavez. Um, overall, I think they did. While I can, I can understand um, the aspects of uh, Scarlet Witch's villainy uh, being somewhat problematic. I thought, you know, on the surface level, she was extremely uh effective as a villain uh i see your point about uh scarlet witch but i think she makes a good villain i also think uh it's okay to be rid of her now like i hope she stays gone not because i dislike the character not because i you know was rooting for her death or anything like that but it's again, I like stakes, you know, no one ever stays fully gone in comic books, but we do need to move into the next phases. We do have to start getting rolling on bringing in the new characters and all that stuff. And she was too powerful there. Like there has to be the feeling that the good guys can lose. So if you have her in the mix, it's like, it's just too much. Okay. So I like what happened here. Okay. That brings us to 14, 14. sir. 14, that's correct. 14 for me, because I noticed at starting at this stage on, 
Yes. These are the movies I've rewatched multiple times. Like the okay. rest of them I've seen. Some of them I've rewatched. But starting from 14, really from 13 on, uh, these are my rewatch movies. This is Cap 14, Captain America, Civil War. Okay. Interesting. It is, it's excellent. I mean, it's a great film. But I don't find myself going back for the constant revisit like I would other Captain movies or other things like that. Um, it again, it was something like I was dying to see. It's the Civil War. It's awesome. But they changed it. Like they changed around the Civil Wars. It wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And maybe I'm holding a grudge, but I, they made some alterations that I didn't care for. The sides, the reasonings, things like that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I think I maybe they uh, jumped the gun a little too early hmm. in doing Civil War, but I I have Civil War a, a little bit higher on my list. Um, for me, my number 14 is Shang-Chi. Really? And here is why it is much higher on my list than yours. Tell um, me. It's almost 10 and, higher. And also why it's not higher because it could okay. be um the reason why it is so high on my list is one i think it's a great uh character introduction for shang chi and i think uh simu lu mm -hmm. i think his name is the actor did an incredible job and he is uh, a great addition to the mcu um and then i also thought all of the action sequences were just spectacular. Like those alone, I'll go back and rewatch that movie just for how great all of the action is. All of the action. Now, the issue mm -hmm. for me with this movie, while a wildly entertaining movie, rewatchable to me, a good character introduction, was the ending obviously has issues. Yes. Um, just the the epitome of let's just throw a CGI monster in there for the sake yep. of having a CGI monster for the end that didn't do it for me. And um, the friend who I can't remember her character's name, but Aquafina plays her, um, yeah. her magically being able to shoot a bow and arrow after training for five minutes yeah. was, that was too much as well. But yeah. that aside, I really enjoyed that movie. I think it's a great movie. I'm still in my, you know, I've got this and one more three and a half star MCU film before I move you to the next tier. Tear up. So that was 14 for us. Let's go on to 13. I would say starting at 13 for me, we're in the four star range okay okay because at 13 now uh i have far from home spider-man okay. far from home and here's why of the three i feel that's the lesser of them that was the one okay. with the uh, mysterio out yes. in the thing i mean like it just yeah just didn't didn't do it for me dog Okay. Uh, you know, it was good. It was very good. It was four stars because I think Tom Holland's actually, you know what? That's a three star. That's the last of the three stars. Tom Holland was carrying that like a boss. 
but oh yeah it just wasn't like it wasn't as good as it could be especially when you come off of you know his first outing michael keaton all the all the feelings that were involved in that you know again sympathizing with the villain i just thought mysterio could have been better and i think that was the problem i had with it um I'm going to be talking about that movie in a second. Mm. Um, but my number 13 is actually Thor Love and Thunder. That's number 13? I this have is placed my, higher. This so. is my top, uh, the top of tier four, the uh, three and a half stars for okay. me. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. This is, uh, this is high for me, I feel yeah. like. Higher than most people would have it. Right, um, sure. This is a top half MCU mo- film, but a you know a, a mid tier MCU film to me. I thought it's certainly the second best Thor movie. Um, I thought the comedy is really great. We didn't yes. even get into visually how stunning the movie is. Absolutely um, stunning. When we talked about it earlier, but you know we we kind of said everything. I don't I don't think it's a perfect movie by any stretch but i really enjoyed myself and i think it has it very much has its place in mcu um and yeah i i that it's my number 13 and that is not that is not a diss to the movie that is a that is a good spot for it in in my opinion i was surprised when i was going through on where i was going to add it um the other day i was going through all the movies i was like yeah, it's better. The reason why it's just ahead of Shang-Chi for me yes. is because of the, the ending of Shang-Chi. Otherwise, it probably would have been flipped. Wow. Yeah. I, there's no contest for me in that realm. But fair enough. Fair enough. Sir, at number 12, mm-hmm. I bring you the magic and majesty Of, oh. I you know I was thinking of making a change, but I'm not going to stick to it. Oh, okay. Infinity War. Oh wow. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. I said what I said. Your list is weird. I, my list is weird accurate. List. My hey, list is l- correct. Me, you are entitled to your opinion. Yes. I look. Go for it. I will give it to I, me. Here's my explanation for this. <clears throat> We have now entered, at starting at number 12, we've entered the four-star range. Okay. Okay? Where all these movies are four stars um, from here on out, except for when we get to the top five. Because I think you should only have the top five be five stars. That's my feeling. So from okay. here on till we get to starting at number five, uh, it's all four stars. This was I, an excellent film. I pushed back against that a little bit, but okay. I'll, I'll explain why when I get to it. That is fine. Uh, we've got the snap, essentially. Yep. People, they, there's, it, it's the, how do I put it? It's the Empire Strikes Back of <laughs> Avengers movies. Okay. Would you agree? It's the ends on the down note. Um, yeah, I, I will point out, though, that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. I, I understand. I understand. That is your opinion. Uh, I, I tend to share. 
my but I, I can only from here on like my my list is based entirely on my rewatch like what am I reaching for first so starting at this at number 12 okay I will watch these movies at least once a year for the rest of my life so yours is very like rewatch focused as rewatch far as focused how you do your rankings I that, think, which is fair which is yeah. uh, very fair to do I think that's how to base the success of a movie is the rewatchability. Like I believe Infinity War, like that, that's the one. Okay. That's the beginning of the ones we can watch. In though, that you essentially have to rewatch Infinity War if you want to rewatch Endgame. (laughs) Essentially, yes. You know? Okay. Correct. But that's because the rest of these are so light and fluffy (laughs) and fun. I can't, I just do the best. But go ahead. What's your thoughts on number 12? Um, my number 12 is, um, far from home. This is where I had far from home for me. Um, I think again, I, this is people enjoyed this one. I think though, this is underrated compared to the amount that people enjoyed it. Um, I, it's just like watching far from home. It just, like hammers in the fact that the MCU just gets Peter Parker so right. Okay. They know exactly what they're doing with Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And this was kind of, to me, like the, the, um, I guess them sealing that, right. Them Mm -hmm. just kind of showcasing it, um, really well. Um, this is exactly how he would have handled the loss of Tony Stark and his mentor. We're getting that experience of him losing Ben, uncle Ben, without them having to redo showing uncle Ben. This is just another way for us to, to see um, the way Peter Parker handles loss is essential to that character throughout any iteration of him, whether it's him losing Uncle Ben, whether it's him losing Gwen Stacy, um, that's essential to him. And so I thought it was very important to have a movie like this where that's right. essentially the focus. I can I can support that thesis. Wait, Number so you, 11. Wait a minute. You had not far from home. That was your no way home. I'm sorry. That was no way home. That's correct. No, no, no. Okay. That was far from home. No, far from home is Mysterio, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but he loses. He has that. Lo- oh, you're you're equating the loss of Tony Stark as the loss of Uncle Ben as opposed to uh, Aunt May. Yeah, I'm not no even getting home. into okay. Aunt May, especially okay. because that's like the 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 last 20 minutes of that movie, No Way Word. Home. Word. Um, whereas, well, obviously that's a, just another instance of oh him experiencing loss. But under the radar, the first time he ever did it was when Tony Stark dies, and they do an entire movie about it. Right. And that's, well, that's what Far true. From Home was. Okay. All right. I can dig it. My, and it's negligible, 13 and 12. My 11 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. I yep. love, love, love the Guardians movies. 
Like I thought okay. I've said this repeatedly. I thought when they were going to make a Guardians movie, I was like, man, they are scraping the bottom of the barrel for characters. Why do this? And they shine bright, man. Like right. we talked, I talked earlier about, you know, oh, this doesn't really, you don't need this for the greater MCU, um, you know, movie, but or cinematic universe, but the Guardians marks a tonal shift. Yep. In Marvel movies. Yep. Like you can see how they altered the rest of the movies based off the first Guardians movie. So that's okay. why I placed that one a little higher. But at number 11, I got Guardians too, because it's fun romp and ego the living planet. Like, I'm, again, what a wonderful world we live in where you get like, just wait a while and you'll see what you want on screen. Okay. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I enjoyed that as well. I had it ranked lower, obviously we talked about it, um, but definitely respect the opinion. Um, is. This is where we're on number 11 right now. We are on number 11. Okay, this is where uh, this is going to be my one of my most controversial um, ranks. Oh, here. really? Um, mind you, I'm in the four star tier. Yes. Um, I believe four stars might have the most movies in in its tier. Okay. Um, four. I think it's a tie between four and three and a half. There's a lot of four stars. There's a lot of three and a half stars. I love so it. four star, um, number eleven, is Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man at number eleven didn't even crack the top yes. ten. Blast well, that man. actually surprised me that it didn't crack the top ten. I thought I always like kept it in that top ten. Yes. But I, I think with the addition with with some of the new movies that have come out. It knocked it down out of wow. that top 10. Wow. Um, so this is, one, this is a very enjoyable movie. Yes. Um, Robert Downey Jr. It's kicking us off with the MCU. Um, the MCU itself is such a massive feat of storytelling that like, when you rewatch Iron Man, the first one, to think that what we get from the MCU oh. came from such like a simple beginning yep. ultimately is really mind boggling. Um, a lot of this ranking is um, out of respect to that. Fair because enough. Because it's, it's a very simple, straightforward movie with a villain who, while I love Jeff Bridges and I've been trying to get you to watch the old man for a couple yes. weeks now. Yes. Yes. Not good. Like not a good, wow. not a great villain has an awesome line. Tony Stark made this in a cave with a box of scraps as he's yes. screaming it, but it's just like Obadiah a very lackluster State. villain for me. Um, and that knocks it down. It, it's, um, I just don't know how you talk about rewatchable movies yes. are compared to the movies that I have ahead of it. I don't know that I go to Iron Man ahead of the movies that I uh, before the movies that I have ahead of it. I, I don't, I and don't it took know. a very, I had to be very honest with myself and be like, you know what, am I making this ranking for myself or am I making it to just please other people so that wow. they don't yell at me? And you know what? 
I'm just going to have people yell at me. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know who you are anymore. I I think that is a a an utter betrayal of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I'll okay. I'll discuss it later when we get to where I put it. When we get to where I put it, my correct ten. We're yeah. in the top ten now. Top ten. My correctly placed top ten mm-hmm. is Doctor Strange Two in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, interesting. That made top ten. It okay. made top ten because it again, and I respect when chances are taken. It brings us to something different. Okay, yes, we've already seen magic. We get it. But yep. now you've got the introduction of Merrick Chavez, fine. You've got uh, Sam Raimi coming back, doing an amazing job, giving us a little horror, a little adventure, you know, yep. all of the juice that used to be in his, uh, his Spider-Man trilogy. Okay. You get the comedy, the comedy chops, which was never expected, really, of Benedict Cumberbatch. And... <laughs> Uh, I I just I dug the comic book slash cartoon nature of it. It it felt to me at one point like I was like it was Saturday morning. Like I would watch Doctor Strange two on a Saturday morning with my bowl of cereal. Okay, and and that's why it's in my top ten. It's it's different. It stands apart from the rest. It takes us in another direction. I like it. Interesting. All right. Fair enough. Um, my number. Not to mention, I apologize, but not That's to okay. mention the multiversitude of it all. Like getting, uh, getting a Fantastic Four, getting a um, return of Patrick Stewart. I mean, it was amaze balls, dude. But carry on. You're number ten. My number ten. Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. The first. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what can be said that, you know, that can really knock this movie. Right. Um, the first, first outing for James Gunn, the fact that he was able to, this is the most obscure property still to this day um, right. for Marvel that has been made into a movie and it is a major franchise for them 100%. now um it m- created stars out of chris, chris pratt, pratt. Yep. out of um dave batista um out of the um karen gillen who plays uh nebula it, it you know it, it was star making roles and also you know like someone like uh Zoe Saldana, who's been in a bunch of stuff, like it, this was still career defining for her oh, yeah. as well. Um, Without a doubt. And it, it's just a great movie, man. It's so much fun. It's so that much is, fun. That is a rewatchable. Yes. Like that's a rewatchable movie. You can watch that 100%. all the time. Again, like the villain aspect of it, not great, but, but still. it's made up for by everything else that they're doing in the film this is true i could not agree with your sentiments more i place it higher and i'll explain why later Mm -hmm. but yes i could not agree more starting number nine we are entering we're in the top 10 number nine i 
place because again it was so much fun and it marked a tonal shift it's what saved this character from extinction thor ragnarok wow ragnarok i'm surprised yes by a couple things with this ranking one that you have this so low and two that you haven't gotten to love and thunder yet i have not gotten to love and thunder yet wow okay that's right i respect that's right i respect it thank you sir thank you i uh you know i throw some curveballs absolutely so what uh what my uh, again like i said it it saved the character it was colorful it uh, was a direct response to guardians of the galaxy yep i mean that thor ragnarok was the most direct response to to the guardians and it worked so much so that they've kept the tone the rest of the marvel movies are kind of in this spirit and i just think it is gene yas so it is my number nine um my number nine is the first avengers movie the first avengers all the way down at number nine number nine Great movie. All right. A lot of Top fun. First least. time we ever see these heroes yes. all together on screen the at gathering. once. Um, the, yes, the first first gathering. You're getting the te- more teases of Thanos. You are getting um, Tom Hiddleston really uh, shining as a star. And you can see where yes. why he's going to continue to be brought back. Uh, movie after movie Disney plus series. Um, Mm. But for me, there is some aspects of it that it's just, you know, um, compared to what's ahead of it. Like it's, it's just tough. Again, it's tough for me to put this original Mm. that was so, defining for what we were going to get in the mcu but to put it ahead of anything else that i have on this list is really really difficult for me personally um and it's it's just a testament to how good the movies in mcu are the fact that the avengers is number nine on my list. I think there mm. are eight better movies in MCU than the Avengers. It's not a knock on the Avengers. It's just sure. a, it's a, a compliment to how great the rest of the movies I think are. I'm very, I'm very interested in your top five, sir, because I'm, I'm shocked at some of what I'm hearing from you. My top shocked, five isn't really that controversial. I think like the only thing that will be controversial somewhat controversial is what my number one is damn really yeah Ooh. okay all right i think i can only see number one as being one thing but all right my number eight sir number eight is no way home okay Okay. that's that's interesting no way home is my number eight i think it was a fantastic film uh I think second best of the Tom Hollands. I think his first outing was the best. Um, but I loved seeing all my old favorite characters back. Green Goblin. Uh, they gave Jamie Foxx new life with that character. And of course, Alfred Molina is just unstoppable. Yeah. Um, 
so I dug it. I was like, this is good. This is what we need. And not to mention, you get all the Aunt May of it all, which I didn't see coming. I was, I was so deeply entrenched in the Uncle Ben that I didn't see it. Like, that's why they're better writers than me. I was like, oh, of course, of course, this is what it'll be like. Yeah. So that's my yeah. number eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely one, two, where it's like people who complain, oh, that there's no consequences in these movies. Oh, yeah. They killed Aunt May, who notoriously in the comic books was just on the brink of death for throughout 80 years every single spider-man yeah. run managed to stay 80 years old mm-hmm. for for 80 ever. years yeah um so yeah um my number eight is captain america the winter soldier ah um other than being a half an hour too long right um great movie um, I think it was a half hour. This long. was the first time where um, Marvel really flexed and showed what it could do, and that it could be more than just a superhero movie. Interesting. I think that's really important for the MCU and and what we continue to get because this became like a full on like espionage action noir type film yeah genre yeah um that they really leaned into and did such a really really good job and it paved the way for future super superhero films to be more than just superhero films you could get uh superhero films like ant-man where it's like a superhero film but it's also a heist film or you could get yes. ragnarok where it's a superhero film but it's also a comedy and like you know things like that um i think that was really important for them to you and it's just a great movie with great action and so much fun and i am a big fan of it very interesting sir very interesting i I like it and I dislike it for some of the reasons you stated. But okay. alas, sir, we get to number our seven. number seven. My number seven is Forever Shall Be Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. I've got two Thors in the top ten and they belong there. Yep. All right. Thor Thor Love and Thunder. And I and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I wanted to place it higher. Okay. I did. I Do wanted you think to think that's a little bit of recency bias. It could be recency bias. Okay. And here's why I'm here's why I would have why it's at number seven and why I consider placing it higher. One, it gave us the gods of the Marvel universe. Okay. So I, you know, it's something that has been talked about and forgotten about. Uh, since the original Thor, because it's like, well, is he, is he a superhero or is he a god? You know, and that's like, who's the strongest uh, Avenger and all that kind of stuff. So to see the um, omnipotent city, to see Zeus, to see all the gods of the universe and that title of God, I was like, that is a pretty cool thing. Number one. Number two, 
Gore the God Butcher. We talked about all of this uh, earlier in the episode. I just thought they did an excellent job. I thought the villain was great. And it was an extension of the best parts of the Thor that we love. So I'm, I just, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Could be a little recency, um, but I feel like it's safe at seven, safely wow. tucked in at seven. Wow. That's right. Very surprising. Mm. Um, my number seven is Captain America Civil War. Wow. Um, and the reason why this is so high on my list are for a couple things. Um, one, while it didn't follow the storyline completely, as it did in the comic books. Um, I think there are legitimate reasons why it didn't. There are certain ways where it really couldn't do that um, because of what the MCU still had to accomplish. Um, But on top of it, like this is above something like the Avengers to me, because while we praise the first Avengers Mm. for bringing all the heroes together, this brings even more heroes together. that we get to see on screen all at once and and erroneous introduces two major characters in the mcu black panther and spider-man with wild success with how they introduce both of them throughout agree not only are you juggling the fact that your heroes, your main characters are all battling each other throughout the movie, but you're going to layer on on top of it. You're going to introduce two major, major, major characters from Marvel uh, into the MCU in this movie as well and give them a lot of runtime um, to introduce them. I think they did a really good job and that's why I have to, I have to include it um, in my top 10 at number seven. That is bold, sir. Bold. I mean, I get. I don't think your it's comments. that controversial. Like, I, I think, think a lot of people would have this in their top 10. I feel otherwise. However, my number six is Spoderman Homecoming. Okay. My number six is also Spoderman Homecoming. Excellent, sir. We had. I, what's weird few, is that we yeah. did have a couple in our top t- in our lists Absolutely. that were exactly the same. That is true. That Which is, is kind of crazy to think that we had that much overlap. I think we might've <laughs> had like three movies that so far the, that overlapped same exactly. And we may have another, I don't know yet. Okay. But Spoderman homecoming. Yeah. It was his first outing. Tom Holland. It was amazing. I think possibly uh, one of the best villains not for villainy so much as like he's not wrong really like i get like you you totally get michael keaton's motivations and why he's this, doing what he's right. doing because he feels like he got screwed over by the by damage correct. control on the government so what are your thoughts on this i love this movie um it, it was the perfect opening for a Spider-Man movie in the MCU, as far as him getting his uh, his own, you know, first movie, um, I think uh, you know my feelings on Tom Holland. I think he's oh, the yes. best Spider-Man, in, in my opinion. Um, although I I definitely get why people 
rank Toby ahead of him. Um, Tobes. And Michael Keaton is incredible. And the twist is just so twisty and good. It is so twisty. Yeah. It's so good. And the turn that Keaton takes in the car is literally so frightening mm. when he's having that conversation with Peter Parker, who yes. is a 15, 16 year old boy in that car, threatening 100%. Him the way that he does was so villainous. And it's just, this is such a good movie, man. It's such a good movie. And, and I, I cannot overstate. What a perfect choice Michael Keaton was. Yes. Because he is one of the few actors, and that's why he was brilliant in Beetlejuice and brilliant in, in um, uh, Night Shift and all that. He's one of the few actors that can be hysterically, uproariously funny and instantly menacing. Yes. And I think his Batman was perfect for that reason because he he is kind and he is gentle, but in his eyes, there's darkness. Like there's something going on. Mm -hmm. He can turn it on. So excellent choice. Uh, that's a good job, Chris. That was appropriately placed on your list. Okay. Um, my, uh, number five, sir. Number five. I'm in the top five. Yep. And these are films that from here on to me have received five stars my top five okay. have received five stars and just to kick us off well no i'm not gonna wait on that one my number five is guardians one okay yeah guardians one again for all the reasons we talked about started a trend absolutely impacted the marvel universe coast to coast mm -hmm. universe wide and made stars out of all those people. It was perfection. I I, I feel you. I'm, I'm good with that. I am still in the four star tier. The reason why I'm why? very picky with my five stars. A five star a movie man. to me is a perfect movie overall. Like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my lifetime. So I don't okay. give five stars out. I'm very nitpicky with what I give a five star movie. Um, like I'm someone gotcha. who like I as much as I may love Thor Ragnarok, which is number five for me, I could never yes. put Thor Ragnarok in the same stratosphere as something like The Godfather. Oh, understood. So understood. that's that's kind of why okay. I do it that way. Yeah. Um so still, this is the last of my four stars. This is uh, number five for me. Yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. We already talked about it. Um, great number movie. Um, great way to uh, rehabilitate a character that was growing stale. Yes. Um, and just more than one character that was growing stale too, because it, oh, yeah. it does wonders for the Hulk as well and Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. um, really fun movie a really good villain um and yeah just I, I i don't know what else i could say that you haven't already said so that is a top five uh mcu film for me give me your I number four agree my number four sir is captain america the first avenger okay 
and it 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 cracks the top five. It cracks the top four because I think that is here's here's what I've got for my my top four. Okay, part of my reasoning for the top four was these are films where while I was sitting in the theater for the first time seeing it, I had an experience I had never had before, you know, or okay. only ever had a few times, like like seeing the crawl of a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. you know, like that reaction, that feeling. When I sat and I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, it changed me like it i saw it was like that was an experience i had not had in the theater even up to that point he did chris evans did an amazing job the story i think was perfect it blends a bunch of things i love history world war ii uh superheroes mythology i mean it had it all literally you are combining the Norse mythology of Thor to a degree, because they go to Sweden or Norway or something and Red Skull finds the, the fake Tesseract. Then you go to um, all of the, the happenings of Europe in circa 1940s. Like it was just perfect. Yeah. You know, it's just high for me, dog. Wow. You, I, you, I, I don't, I don't know how you little, it's a little boring for me, but I'm not a history teacher, so of wow. course you like the movie about history. My God, um, my God, it's about it's my... forget, forget history. <laughs> it's about the the human soul, sir. My number four. Wow, how dare you? Carry on. Is a movie that you ranked way too low. Uh, oh yeah, Black Panther. Is I... Number four for me. The fact that you said that this movie was was not indispensable and yeah. it wasn't a game changer mm-hmm. kind of blows 15. my mind a little bit because it is both for numerous reasons do, do tell. let alone the fa- obviously there is the fact of what this does as the first uh black superhero well uh, yes taking the screen and not the first to ever do it because obviously right. we had uh, films like blade for instance but the one that was the defining black superhero correct uh, for an entire culture now yes um just like that alone obviously makes it a game changer and indispensable for the mcu and brought it into territory that it had not gotten into yet um but just that all that aside which is a major portion of why this is such an important film the world building is incredible that they do in this movie all of the characters and actors are doing an amazing job and they're all like everyone is operating at such a high, high level um, in this movie. Um, Again, part of that world building that they're doing too is so good because there's nothing like they're not just doing a bunch of like someone just sitting there explaining how things work to you. They are showing you, not telling you Um, the villain Killmonger is a top tier MCU villain right? um, to the point where, you know, it kind of sucks that they killed him at the end. Like they, like MCU tends to do because it would have been great to have him carry consistently throughout the MCU. Um, And like you get a, a performance of a lifetime out of Chadwick Boseman um, 
I, I, I just, I love this movie. All the action is great. This is such a rewatchable and good movie. Performance of a lifetime. It's a good movie. It's rewatchable. However, I sneezed. Excuse me. However, here's one of the, like, after rewatching the first Thor, what is revealed at the end of the very end of the first Thor that makes it necessary to the rest of the MCU? The Tesseract. Okay, okay. we get our first stone. Like, that could have been in any movie. In theory, yes. Okay. In theory. Okay. But it's in his movie because they essentially know what it is, Thor. Right. Now, regardless. I also, I was like, because I loved Blade growing up. So when, when everybody was talking about, oh, first black superhero, oh, this is that. So there's like, a little well, saltiness. There's a little saltiness because even a, though. A Blade fan. <laughs> yeah. And even though I'm not part of the culture, like I respected growing up loving Blade and okay. like Spawn and all that stuff. So, you know, when I saw this, I was like, well, this is a good continuation of characters that are awesome. But, you know, it, regardless. Uh, my number, are we at number three? We're on number three. Number three for me is the first Avengers. Okay. Because the first Avengers to me is a supremely rewatchable movie. It, again, it assembles all our heroes for the first time. It is the moment that proved, I think, Marvel had staying power, which might sound strange because by that point we had had several movies. But with Avengers, it recharged everything and gave us another six years of right. energy to watch these movies. So I like plus everybody turned in an amazing performance. Everybody got their due, which is unusual for an ensemble film yeah. like that. And it, and it doesn't always carry over into the other Avengers movies. You know, but in this one, everybody was performing at top speed. Everybody had something to do. And it was just, it's, it's Loki, Attack in New York. It's like, it was the, it's the thing, the thing. Um, I respect it. I mean, at this point, I mean, pretty much since we got to like movie 20, we're, you know, on our list, we've basically been talking about which good movie is more better. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's Which like, good movies it's, it's hard to, to argue against um, any, any of these picks. Um, my number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, I love this movie. I knew Spider-Man so would make it into your It is so five. good. No it's Way so Home. Good. The only flaw in it is Ned being able to um, do the little magic circle teleporty you, thing you think that's but a other flaw than that, what's that you think that's a flaw you find it's that a, flaw be a flaw because they had to do it because originally uh america chavez was going to be in the movie and then right. they changed up the order of when this was releasing versus multiverse of madness right, right um so that's the only reason why they had him doing that in the first place because they needed someone to bring to andrew Gip garfield and toby Maguire into the movie so they were just like eh, we'll make it net um we'll make it net but other than that, it's just so great. And you're seeing for the first time all three Spider-Man yes. on the screen. The first time that there's ever been any crossover 
like this to, yep. to do this, I mean, is the just team up. so much fun. It's so good. It's got so much depth. Um, everyone's putting forth a good performance. Um, I think, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting Green Goblin. Uh, oh, name. Willem Dafoe. Dude. Willem Dafoe is doing a, a, an incredible performance. He's defoeing uh, it up. He He's crushing it. I just, I, I love this movie. I think it's so good. And it's my number I agree. three. Uh, all right, all right. I'll What's your number it. two? I well, your number two is Iron Man. My number two is Iron Man. Yeah. Yes, my number two is Iron Man. Uh, I feel like it it deserves all the respect because it is the spine on which the entirety of the Marvel universe is built. Number one. Number two, Robert Downey Jr. just doing the best ever. Number three, again, our DJ coming off of what is essentially career uh, way barren wasteland yep. and to be in this and then all of a sudden to be the mo- highest paid actor on the world, like good for him. Second chances happen. I love it. It's just like, not only is it good personally in real life, but it's a great film. The use of the music before Guardians of the Galaxy really made music a thing. Like when we went to the movies and came out of Iron Man, everybody's talking about the songs and the, this and he's flying and it's all that stuff. It's ACDC. It's, it's, it's Ozzy Osbourne. You know, like that was what we talked about till Guardians. Not to mention like, yes, the villain might have been weak, but it is probably a one, one of the best examples of a superhero movie like the the bones that make up a superhero movie mm-hmm. everything is there in that one i i hear you i i respect it and it um, belongs at number dose okay yes so my Your number, number two. two is avengers endgame my god sir endgame endgame is my number two Endgame, which is your number one, playoffs obviously just by pr- process of elimination. Yes. And my number one is Infinity War. Oh, sir. Um, well, so oh, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about Endgame first. Endgame. So, just to recap, Spider-Man: No Way Home and Black Panther are on my four and a half star tier level. Understandable. Both Infinity War and Endgame are five star perfect movies in my okay. eyes legitimate perfect like right to the point where i would compare it to like some of the best movies i've ever seen okay. um end game for the theater experience alone there has never been a movie with such high highs <sighs> to be able to give you highs. okay the those moments where you have um, you know, Captain America picking up the hammer, yes. um, him hearing Sam in his ear and then everyone coming out to fight. And then you have the death of Tony Stark and everyone's yes. weeping in the movie theater. Um, it, it was so, such a good movie and the best experience I've ever had in a movie theater, right. watching a movie with, a group of other people. I, I I won't argue that point. That makes total sense to me. 
But so what's your number one? My number one is Infinity War, however. It, it, yeah, because at the core of that. it, I think Infinity War is a better movie overall. How do you function in this world? How think, so why it makes what makes so it a better movie? The, what makes it a be- better movie is one, there's not as many plot holes, I think. I, I think it's more consistent throughout the movie. Um there are some weak points in Endgame where things kind of take a little lull because it is a long movie. They have a lot of stuff yes. to cover, but there are some little dips in, in interest um, in the middle of Endgame um, because okay. it's a very long movie. Um, Infinity War, one is juggling the most characters they've ever juggled, more than right. Endgame. Even. You are jumping from character to character to character infinity war is literally every character in the mcu is being covered in infinity war um two for those who are upset about the cliffhanger or knock it that oh it's just a to be continued um it's not really because the the movie isn't about the heroes the movie and the main character of infinity war is thanos and we are getting a full beginning middle and end of Thanos's journey in this movie I'm, I'm, you, and it's something that hasn't ever been done definitely not in a superhero film that I've ever seen where the main focus and the main character and the main plot yes is the villains and they Correct. completely flip the script on it and I, I just think that's so great. Like, I just love that. I, I think it's so great. I think it's very different. I think it's innovative. I think this sneakily has great, great moments as well. Um, even knowing that all of the characters at the end of the movie were going right. to come back, it was yes. still like jaw-droppingly shocking. To have the snap. That he who's did going, the snap. Who's not gonna and that he it. was doing what he was doing. His yeah. line, you should have gone for the head. And he still does the snap. Um, yes. When Thor comes in for, after getting Stormbreaker. And he first comes back to the battlefield. And like that was a, a everyone in the theater cheer moment. It was just like, I, I don't know. It was a great movie. I love, love, love Infinity War. And I'm not going to apologize for it. It's my number well, one interesting i i interesting i'll allow it i also here's another reason i like endgame uh endgame was made for every man and i say that because it was they could have cheaped out and they could have uh had thor stop being um fat (laughs) fat thor and like be awesome thor again but they didn't. They kept him fat Thor through the whole of Endgame. The whole movie. And I was like, this is brilliant. That alone. That alone, yeah. sir. That yep. alone. But yep. we all have our, our different, our different w- roads to walk. Very interesting. Very interesting. Those, uh, there is our full official It Was All a Stream rankings from myself. <clears throat> and from Neil. Oh yeah. Um we definitely have some some different lists, although there was some some overlap. Um but I, I think ultimately we 
respect each other's lists. Ultimately, there's know, respect there. Ultimately, there's respect of each other's lists while there may be disagreement. Um, Indeed. Thank you all for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. Uh, we appreciate it. If you would please rate, review, uh, like, subscribe, wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. We are on every major podcast platform. And we are also on Neil's website that you should go check out, listen to the podcast, read glued to the screen.com. That's glued the number two, the screen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.